I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy E. It's too real. How y'all doing out there, man? I hope y'all are doing well. You know what I'm going. You know what I'm saying, man. If you're in Toronto, man, hold your head. I know it's hard times right now. I know it's hard times. It's actually hard times for all the Canadian teams. Um, I guess besides like Winnipeg, I think I don't know what Winnipeg team is is having success right now. I heard it on the news, but that's the only team that's actually doing something right now, sports wise. But um. Yeah, man, but fuck, man. You know, it's it's sad that the raps are out. We're going to speak about that later, you know what I mean? It's sad. Like, I can feel the energy is down in the city. A lot of people are, um, are, are feeling away, you know what I'm saying? I never really invested too much time into the rappers. Like I always say, I love the city. Like, everybody knows I love the city. I rep it. I talk about it, and I put it before everybody. But when it comes to sports, I never, I never, like, unless until I see that superstar on that on that court, I'm never investing, you know what I mean, my emotions and hope and faith in a team that has mortals, you know what I mean? You got to have some immortal guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be going up against um, a king, a goat, you know what I'm saying? And just having mortals, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to talk about some basketball shit in a little bit. Um, Yo, I had a good weekend, man. I can't tell you no lie, man. Um... I did something I never did before this weekend. I never been to a casino before. This weekend I went to um where'd I go? I'm high, man. I'm really high to be honest. Like this has been a crazy weekend. Um Nah son, um I went to Niagara Falls. Yeah, you know I mean I went to the casino out there for two days. I went to I went to I also went to Buffalo. Um This is this was this was a weekend, man. Like I never did this shit before. Um, I was a person that always used to criticize those that gambled. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just giving away money. You know what I'm saying? And like I would never gamble. Honestly, <laughs> just from being there for those two days, yo, I can see exactly why people do this shit. Like there's a vibe. You know what I mean? There's a vibe in that casino, man. There's an energy in that casino that's like, that adrenaline is nuts. Let me tell you how, I yo, it's just like the movies. Like, I've been to a casino before back in the day. I think it was like Ajax, but I never played. You know what I'm saying? I never played. I wasn't even like, I wasn't even, there was nothing I could even did in that casino. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so, it's just like the movies, man. Like, the hotel I was staying at, like, so the first night. I'm going into the casino. I'm with these ladies in the elevator, you know what I'm saying? Like a couple of ladies. And we just walking together. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, why are we going to the same place? Then we get to the casino. And then these ladies just like, they're like doing mad, like little high fives and stuff. Like, I swear, like, this is like some movie shit. Like, they doing the high fives and like they're pulling out bands. Like, not, not bands, but they're pulling out like hundreds of dollars, like all of them. And then they're sitting there. And I'm like, whoa, this shit's some real shit. And I get in there and I'm just like, whoa, let me mind you, the first night I was mollied up. I can't even lie, man. The Molly was all up in the system. I was really mollied up. And so I'm there. I'm at the game and I'm like, yo, this is first. Listen, I don't play blackjack. I don't play poker. I don't know how to do any of that shit. I was just playing strictly slots. First day I was up, I won like, like I was playing, playing, you know, I broke even, then I ended up winning like 150. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I quit for the day. I was literally there for like five hours, man. Like, I, that's what I'm trying to say why I can get why people get into this vibe. They're bringing you drinks, like randomly, not like liquor and shit. They're bringing you like beverages, water and pop. Like, it's crazy. Like, I never did this before. So all those that have been doing this, like, let me, let me, this was an experience for me. I was like, this shit is nuts. Like, the, the, the old guy, there's two people that I saw that like really got it popping. Like, there was an old guy beside me. And there was a machine called, yo, the cash, the cash wheel machine is the machine that's like, that makes dreams come true. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the, the cash wheel machine is like, 
basically, man, just Google. I can't even explain to you. It's just, it's just some gambling shit. But the guy that was on the cash wheel machine, both guys were, were hitting it, man. They were hitting it, man. The one one guy, he came there. I, mind you, I told you I was on. I basically played like three machines, but one machine I was on for like two hours. Mind you, so I'm sitting on my machine, and this guy is beside me. He comes in there in 10 minutes, and he's like, he makes like eight bills. Like, just like that. Like, in 10 minutes, he makes $800. And he's like, he's... He's a real he I could tell he was he's been doing this. Like he's a real gambler. Because my dumb ass, when I was up, I'm still playing the machine thinking I'm gonna hit it big. He got his eight hundred and kept it moving. He cashed out the voucher, went to the next machine, and just started doing it all over. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta know when to lead a machine, man. Don't like I was getting too addicted, you know what I'm saying? But like I I I got the vibe of exactly why people can do that shit, man. It's that adrenaline rush and you just always hope you can be that guy like on the screen. There's guys on the screen that made like thirty seven thousand one night. Like I saw people winning money, you know what I'm saying? Like like I saw people cashing out. I, I never really been to the casino like that, but I'm like, yo, that's I'm going back still because the second I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth. The second day, like today, when I'm recording today, um, yeah, I lost four hundred, man. I lost four hundred dollars. And I know that's not a lot. Like but to me it's a lot. It's like, yo, I lost four hundred dollars today. You know what I'm saying, but like I saw people in there, yo, it's it's crazy, it's crazy, man. They make fucking bread, like, and I know I sound oblivious because everybody knows this. I watch Casino, you know what I'm saying, with Robert De Niro and all that, but this just for me actually doing it, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm probably gonna go back, like I'm probably gonna go back, go there for another two days, like, and just see what's up, you know, you know what I'm saying, like. That's just, I, and trust me, like I, I'm 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 completely understand that there's a chance you lose your money, but. Fuck, man. It's kind of like, if you just have just in, in your mind, like, I didn't plan to lose 400 today. I'm going to keep it real. But if you just go there with it in mind, like, yo, I'm trying to lose this. I'm not trying to lose this, but I don't mind if I lose this. Hey, you know what I mean? Niggas, you go to, I'd rather take my money to the casino than go to a strip club and throw it on some bitches still. That, I, fuck it. I'd rather do that. You know what I mean? Like, at least I know that I'm, this is a real, like, I'm trying to come up with something here. You know what I mean? Besides my dick being hard. You know, but... Nah, it's a vibe, man. I actually, I like, I had a good time out there, man, and and I appreciate there being a place like that. You know what I mean? And like, I I really didn't know this shit's twenty four hours. Like, I'm just not like, I'm just, I was oblivious to this whole gambling world. You know what I mean? And I saw exactly why people are addicts and people will lose their house. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I I understand exactly why. And if you don't have that discipline, like if I go back and keep going back, then I'm I may have a gambling problem because. It's just like this adrenaline rush that comes over. You're losing your money and you're you're seeing yourself lose your money. You're like, yo, you know you're losing your money, right? But you still play. It's crazy. It's a crazy man. It's drugs. It's just it's just drugs, drinking, you know what I mean? Put you in a everything just everything just feels so good. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, shout out to Niagara, man. That Falls View strip is dope. You know what I mean? The rest of Niagara needs a lot of renovation and work, man. It's it's really it's it's a, it's it's a like very um what is it what is it desolate town like I don't know it's very it's it's like grungy man like it's it's dark over there even the sun's out but it's still dark if you get what I'm saying but that little strip you know what I mean I fuck with that um you know and while I was out there you know I took the next day before I went to casino I went to um I went to the gallery mall I went to Buffalo and yo I used to live in America I used to live in New Jersey right but it still amazes me how we're in Toronto, Canada, wherever you want to call it. You want to say we're in Niagara, Ontario. And you cross that border, which is like 37 minutes away, like literally just 37 minutes away. And then you hear a whole type of accent where you're at the Walmart or you're at the mall. And they talking like, yeah, oh, man, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, like all that shit. Like, but you literally 37 minutes away. You're not even as far as driving from here to to London, Ontario, or to Ajax, like, you know what I mean, like, from Niagara, 37 minutes away, but that accent is just not the same, like, it's crazy, it's, that, that still, that still baffles my mind, you know what I'm saying, but the whole drive to the States, man, like, uh, I always tell people, like, when, I, when I'm out there, like, I move so, like, I move so, so, so nice and so neat and try to, like, stay out the way, like, I, like I'm driving out there, I, I'm I'm going to speed limit. I always go to speed limit, but like I'm making sure like every turn is right because I don't want no business with no cops out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Like 
It ain't going to be like here. First of all, you're not from there, so they're just going to take advantage of you. You know what I mean? So I say all that to say this because this is um, there's this case that I literally got back and I and I saw this case on like um, CBC, and it's about this lady who who was stopped in the states. Um, I'm gonna just play. I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play the clip of her. You know what I mean? Talking to the reporter. Okay, I'm in the back of a police car. I'm in cuffs. Help me. After Emily Neald was arrested in Adel, Georgia in April, she appealed to friends on Snapchat. How were you feeling in that moment? I was terrified. The graduate student had finished her studies in Tennessee. On the way back from a road trip, she was stopped by Cook County, Georgia police for speeding. She gave the officer her Ontario driver's license. And she kept saying, no, Canadian licenses are not accepted. I was flabbergasted. I just kept saying this can't be right. Look at the truck drivers, look at people, snowbirds, people who vacation. A Canadian license is always valid. Neil said the officer wouldn't accept digital copies of her passport and Nexus card to confirm she's Canadian. Instead, she was cuffed and charged with driving without a license and speeding. It was the most horrendous incident of my life, I would say. It was mortifying. I was terrified. Hours later, she was released after paying a bond of more than $900, her next goal to get the charges dismissed. And I remember as soon as they took my fingerprints, they kept saying, you're now in the system. Georgia's government site says you can drive in the state with a valid foreign driver's license. It goes on to say that an officer can ask to see a passport or visa to verify a license if available. So with all that being said, man, this is what it this is what it brings me to, man. It brings me to the same situation of you can't really mess around out there, man. And this lady that that, that was harassed by the cop was actually white, you know? Um first of all, she's she's in Georgia. I'll probably not be driving around Georgia, but <coughs> um just the, the fact that imagine if that was a black person, like how how bad could that even end it up? You know what I'm saying? Um, but the, the cop was just just using her power. Abuse, that's abuse of power right there. Like the person is a uh, a licensed driver. She provided her nexus, her, her whole nexus. She a visa. She provide, provided pictures and and like a digital uh, passport. And you're just like, nah, that's not valid. Um, so she had to pay nine hundred dollars to get out. What if somebody didn't have that money? They told her if she didn't have the money to pay the bond, she wouldn't get out to June or July. That she wouldn't have another here at the June or July, so she got the money. The case got thrown out and everything, you know what I mean, because there was no evidence, and basically the the, the officer was wrong because she is allowed to drive. But she the girl was basically saying that it's a scam that they've been doing on the I ninety highway that they just try to lock up Canadians and then make them pay the bond and they'll never come back and fight the case. You know what I'm saying? But they even had they want the girl was threatened the late the officer was threatening to put this girl in the system. She would never be allowed back in the states. Like it's just that type of wild shit, man. And that's the shit that Americans have to deal with. You know what I mean? Like cops here, they're crooked too. You know what I mean? There's definitely crooked cops, man. But the shit that's going on out there is just kind of sick. You know what I'm saying? And that's just they were just preying on this girl. And um, I hope you know she recovers from this. But I hope you know it can be a lesson to her, her and other people that understand that. Yeah, there really are cops that really out here doing shit that they have no business doing, and they'll paint the picture that um, the accused is guilty. You know what I'm saying? So always keep that in mind, man. And I just hope, you know what I mean, justice gets served. But they, it, it don't look like justice gets served. The, um, the case got dropped, and um, the higher-up officer said, you know what I mean, it was just a misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? But that's just another abuse of the law, man. That's what cops do, man. So we we you gotta just know how to move and try your best to just stay out of certain situations. Always 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 stay out the way, man. That's just what I always say. Try to stay out the way. Weekend um over the weekend, Childish Gambino dropped his new video and new song. Um, this is America, and it's like it's it's like trending number one on YouTube. It has like forty five million views right now. Uh, everybody's talking about it. I just watched it literally like right before I started recording this and. I watched it twice, and I don't really understand it that much. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I heard, I, I read all the tweets, and I heard, I read all the little thing pieces about it before I, I watched the video. But the video is just, it's just like kind of all over the place. But I get, I get the paint, the picture he's trying to paint that this is America, 
And these are the things that go on in America. Um, we just have fun while people are dying and there's more serious issues and stuff like that. But uh, one of the things I did read and, and I do agree with is that there's a part where he's... First of all, I'm going to give it up to Childish Gambino because I'm going to keep it real. When I think of Childish Gambino, Donna Glover, I don't necessarily think of him as a guy who can hit these moves. Like, he was doing the moves in the video, like the Nene and all them. I can't do none of those moves, but he was doing all that shit them kids be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, them little neck movements and, and little hand movements and all that. All that all that gyrating shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think he had that type of rhythm because he's just a little different. You know what I'm saying? But, um... I'll give him that. And even the song was kind of was kind of dope. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to compare it to Kendrick, but it gave me a Kendrick vibe. And maybe that's his sound, but I've never listened to him as far as an artist. So that, for that being the first song, I, I'll say that song was kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I will agree with the point that Pete, there's a part where he's dancing and doing all this wild shit, and the choir is singing behind him, and he's dancing, and he shoots the choir, right? And he kills them. And as a black man, and you're saying this is America, that's not what's really happening in America. You know what I'm saying? It, it would have been better for him to have displayed all the all the instances with different with different races. He's the one committing all the murders. And at the end of the day, he's a black guy. So I get that he's basically America. He's representing America as the song. But as a black guy, you killing the choir and you commit some crimes that that not that black people don't really commit, that white people to commit, you should have everybody in the video. You know what I mean? Or just have every race doing it. Or just don't have no race at all instead of you just being... Because at the end of the day, you're black. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of looks away when you kill the choir. I didn't even get that. Like, I was... like I'm listening to the song. And this thing, it just shoots off the choir. Like, he's dancing with them and shit. And then he just shoots off the choir. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know what I'm saying? But I... I, 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 I don't even watch videos anymore. But this was such a, like, you know what I mean? A trending topic and all that. But I get it. I mean, there's a message behind the video. It's it's well thought out. There hasn't been a lot of videos like this. You know what I mean? Ain't no standing around, no cars and shit. Um, but yeah, man, I just feel like the message could have been a little different. Could have had some white people. Could have had some everything. If this is America, have the people that are also oppressing. You know what I mean? And not just the oppressed. Um, that's my only thing with that. But um. I don't know. I don't really care about this shit, man. I know some of y'all care about this shit. The Met Gala. I don't. That is just some rich nigga shit. That is what rich people do when they have nothing to do, man. I would not. I, that's the thing is like when you say like, yo, I would never do that shit. Somebody would be like, well, you can't say that because you ain't got that type of money. I, 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 I sincerely hope and pray that if I ever got that type of money, I would never be doing that shit. Like, I'm just not that type of person. I like simple shit man and and i don't think money could ever change that i'm a real simple person you know what i mean like me dressing up in uncomfortable clothing and wearing mask and looking like uh a catholic priest i it just it's, i don't even know what they do there you know what i mean and people get people are really like it's you know honestly is it's i i love social media but i also hate some of the shit like when award shows come on and when stuff like this happens i really see that people really are invested not even just a little bit a hundred percent of their lives in some of these people's celebrities and what they're doing critiquing them and like really caring you know what i mean why did she do this why did they wear that like it's it's it's, it's weird man but um shout out to all the the rich folk at the met, met gala you know what i mean people's cracking jokes on bow wow because bow said he bow said he didn't want to go and you know what i mean and then somebody made the you know the joke from the um that video how you hating from outside the club? You can't even get in. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Bauer can't get into the Met Gala. But shout out to everybody that was out there doing their thing, man. I seen the Migos. The Migos look fly. They didn't look too crazy. I seen Chadwick Boseman wearing some neck shit. Uh, Nicki Minaj looked wild. There was a picture of Nicki Minaj and Cardi. Um, you know what I mean? It's so, like, it's just shit is just so, like, I'm, I'm not even, I don't care about them. I don't speak, and that's cool. They should speak. But it's, that photo is just, it's in a time where that photo of them talking just is what feeds the internet. We're in a different time. Like, there is no real exciting news. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hear something and it, it you just got to take it for what it is and be like, oh, yeah, that's dope. Like, and get excited about it. Like, I don't know what's big news anymore. Like, we just get so much news daily. Like, it's not like, I don't know, man. Like, nothing, nothing, nothing moves me no more. You know what I mean? Like, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj take a picture and, that that's that's a highlight, you know what I mean? Like, 
It ain't like Nas and Jay. Nas brought Jay at the, at the I Declare War concert. You know what I mean? And made 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 peace with all his all his enemies. You know what I mean? That's a surprise, and you know what I mean you weren't expecting it. But this shit, it's weird, man. We're in a different time, man. And like for real, it's a different time, man. Because if you would ask me any year of my life, what I who would I expect J Cole to go on tour with? I would never expect J Cole. To go on tour with Young Thug, you know what I'm saying? Young Thug, J Cole just announced his um his North America tour. He's coming to Toronto, I believe, October 5th. Him and Thug, I, I, that's that is a weird combination because Thug's opening up for J Cole, and he's gonna be talking about all the drugs and all the shit that J Cole was just talking about on the album. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a very, it's a weird combination, and I'm wondering if Jake, if Young Thug has ever been to Toronto. So would he be clear to come have a show here? Um, I'm I'm gonna go. You know, what I mean, when tickets go on sale, I'm definitely copping those. Uh, I just don't know what to expect out of that. You know what I'm saying? And I really don't know. I have never been to Young Thug show, and I don't know what to expect. I really don't know. That's that's gonna be a weird day. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm definitely gonna tune in. I've been bumping the J Cole album a little bit more now. It's growing on me, man. Like I said, it's it's good lyrics and stuff. It's just not the cold that I'm super, super, you know what I mean, excited to hear about, but it's definitely growing on me. Uh uh shout out to J. Cole, man. He had a show. Um, I'm not too sure what city he was in, but he was performing and you know, his his fans decided to um chant fuck Lil Pump, fuck Lil Pump, you know, because of the song that J. Cole did on 1985 in the verse and everybody said it's for Lil Pump, but and also J. Cole, I mean Lil Pump did have hit and Smoke Perp had his their fans chanting fuck J. Cole, you know, but he took the higher road. And he, there was no winning for a J. Cole. Like his fans were chanting that and he, he decided to tell him not to do it, you know, and just you know I mean spread love and all that. But it wouldn't have been a good way for him. I mean, like Lil Pump's 18 years old, J. Cole's a fully grown man, a father. It, it, you know what I mean? J. Cole was just trying to give a message. He's not beefing with these guys. I don't even think J. Cole thinks about these guys, but he was just trying to paint a certain picture to them to understand and to take care of their finances, you know what I mean? But shout out to J. Cole, man. He could have he could have and, and enticed this and just kept it going and, you know what I mean, it could have been a, a headline of social media, J. Cole chance, fuck Lil Pump, but that's not the point of what Cole's saying, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully Lil Pump ain't. It doesn't prove Cole right, you know what I mean? It isn't broke a couple years from now and looking crazy, you know what I'm saying? But... There's something I want to talk about, man. Uh, I have to shout out to the Brampton man, Roy Woods, signed to OVO. You know what I mean? Dropped his album, Say Less. He's been catching a lot of flack, man. Shout out to Six Buzz on Instagram. Um, there was this video of a fan, like Roy Woods is in the car, and a fan must have spotted him and wanted his autograph. And like, there's this video of Roy Woods like holding his phone, you know what I mean? On the basically, you can see his face, you know, the FaceTime, the front camera. And he's just driving it as this fan is chasing him for an autograph. Like, he's driving and recording this shit and, like, laughing about it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep it real. I think that is that is, that is is disrespectful. And that's, that's, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that, you, you, you don't do it. Somebody who actually cares about you is a fan of your music and um, invests in you, man. For you to put them all on, like, because, yo, man, end of the day, like, I always tell myself, if I saw one of my favorite rappers, the man in you, the pride in you, always would have you second guessing, like, yo, should I go walk, walk up to that person? Should I? What if I get burned? What if I get embarrassed? And what if they say something? You know what I mean? The pride in you is going to always bring that question. So once you saw up that courage to go speak to this person that you admire, you shouldn't be, you know what I mean, getting embarrassed in front of the whole world, man, running. Because end of the day, one thing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that on the guy, though. Like, if he's not trying to give you an autograph or whatever... You don't run, you know what I'm saying? You don't chase him down. I get, I understand that the guy is trying to prove a point to where he was like, I'm serious about this autograph. I really want it, but you can't run, man. He 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 put you out there for the whole world to see now. You know what I mean? Now it looks really, yo, that, that's bad, man. Your girl out here going to be like, you don't even chase me. You out here chasing Roy Woods. I tell you to go to the store, go do something you say you can't do it. And you out here running after cars and shit. You know what I mean? So shout out to that guy, man. Hopefully Roy Woods, you know what I mean, can... Give give him his autograph and probably bring him to a show or something because I I don't think that's cool at all man that's that's disrespectful and that's that's just that's not even it's just not even cool I don't I don't get what you get from that you know what I mean I don't know if that makes your other fans feel that you're cool you know what I'm saying that 
that that wasn't cool, man. So hopefully that that situation gets resolved, man. And shout out to Roy Woods. Uh Drake, man. Drake, man. It's Drake season is approaching. I, I June 18th, the album's coming. We've been hearing snippets. I don't I there's a snippet out right now with Drake and Lil Baby. Um, it was being played in the club, but I just don't know if that's gonna make the album. But it does sound it sounds a little catchy, you know what I'm saying? I fuck with Lil Baby. Uh, unlike other people, I fuck with Lil. I like Lil Baby a lot, actually. But my favorite Lil Baby is like when he's on to um, to the top and, and on some other shit. You know what I mean? When he's spitting that pain. You know I mean, trying to get my brother rich, trying to get my mama rich. You know what I mean, that's my shit. You know what I mean? To the straight to the top. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, but I want I want to hear the full song. You know what I mean? Um, I know Drake doesn't like the snippets being released, and you know I think that's what happens with God God's plan. The snippet was released, and he just put it out real quick. So hopefully we get that. But you you always you gotta you gotta you gotta look at Drake, man, and and think about all the moves that he makes and how calculated he is. Because Drake is the biggest artist in the world consecutively for how many years? But he just knows certain things that are oh, the street niggas fucking with these guys. He knows who to touch. And get a feature from because this is doing Lil Baby a favor. Like Lil Baby ain't doing Drake a favor by jumping on his song, but Drake knows. Oh, this is what the streets is feeling. This is what I gotta do to connect back with the streets and let the streets know I'm still in tune. And that's what he does. When he got Block Boy JB because he was heating up in the south. Lil Baby's heating up all over. You know what I mean? He's QC, Philly with the Migos, his boy Gunna. Like they're doing their thing right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just. It's just a real smart move, man, and I I just always wonder what Drake gets out of this. As far I know, it, like you get the 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 social presence and and people talking about it, but like Lil Baby's coming up right now. Like Price is about to go up. He can probably go off tour off of this song, and yeah, man. So I always wonder how Drake 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 breaks it even. Like yo, I'm really doing this for you, you know. Like um, Trippy Red was on God's plan before. He, before he actually his DJ played the song and leaked it, and then he was taken off. So I'm just wondering, you know, I mean, you wonder what how Drake like does this even. You know, what I mean, it's not a really, it's not an even exchange. But uh, I, I want to hear the song, man. I fuck with Lil Baby, and obviously I fuck with Drake. So that's exciting. Um, yo, honestly, man, I'm literally getting tired of talking about this, but. I'm gonna this this is probably gonna be my my last time speaking about this until something serious happens, man. Because R. Kelly, man, he's he's really Teflon, man. He's out here. He was spotted in the store walking around with the alleged sex slave that he had, um, Jocelyn Jocelyn Savage. That's literally her name, Savage. Um, you know, and this is the girl that was his alleged sex slave. So it's like it was ah. I don't know what to say anymore, man. They were spotted being lovey-dovey, you know what I mean, holding hands, kissing, and doing all the all the stuff that somebody who's not a sex slave does. And here's the thing. I was talking to my boy about this last week. I've criticized R. Kelly a lot for all the things he's done. You know what I mean? I think he's disgusting. I think he's a pervert. But one thing he is is not guilty. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm not supported. This is the argument me and my boy were having. And I, I, you have to hear his side as far as we're criticizing this man and we're harassing this man, digging into his public life because he's done something. He likes younger women. Yes, the tape that came out a while ago, um, 10, 15 years ago, was an alleged 15, 16-year-old girl, which was against the law at the time when he was doing it, but he was found not guilty. So it's like... We have all these movements, the Mute R. Kelly movement, the Me Too movement, Ava DuVernay, a lot of people are coming out R. Kelly. And it's like, man, I think we just have to leave him alone because until he slips up, like, there's really no case here. And it's like, it's kind of, it, it's unfair to other people who, who, have, who have been accused of things and aren't getting harassed too. Listen, I'm not even on the R. Kelly bandwagon. I'm not rolling with him. You know what I mean? I don't know the last time I, I listened to his music. I Wish was like one of my favorite songs, though, the remix. You know what I mean? Um, but, hey, man, if 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 the paper, if, if he hasn't been found guilty in the eyes of the law, I think it's, this is kind of harassment because, you know, I'm seeing so much coverage on this guy. Lifetime just, appro just approved a movie 
to to go through R. Kelly's sex scandals. And you know how Lifetime does. They did they screwed up the Aaliyah movie. Um, I think they screwed up the TLC movie. They screwed up mad movies. The Michael Jackson movie. So they're gonna this is gonna really just be a joke. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have R. Kelly looking crazy, have the victims looking crazy. It's kinda it's just gonna become more of a story and a joke, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, if he one day for the thief, every day for the thief, one day for the owner, you know what I mean? Justice will be served. You know what I mean? Whether if it's on his 78th birthday, 91st, 60 61st, one of these days he's gonna slip up, you know what I mean, and and do what he's not supposed to. But until then, I think we got to leave him alone, man, because Michael Jackson was is one of my favorite people ever, you know what I mean? And I never believed the stories that people were saying, you know what I'm saying? And he was being harassed, and he did pay off and all these settlements. So it's like, we got to give Kelly to fit the same treatment, man. If you're not found guilty, you're not found guilty. Bill Cosby's been found guilty. So you can criticize and ridicule him and say whatever you need to say about him but until this r kelly situation actually fully gets resolved i don't think it's it's, it's not right you know what i mean because in the day if i never was found guilty for something i would hate for people to be accusing me of being guilty so i'm gonna let r kelly live man i know he's sick you know what i mean but he beat the system just the same way oj simpson did you know what i mean and he was out here moving the way he wanted to move we gotta let r kelly move the way he wanted to move this girl said she's a sex slave but she's out with him in the mall shopping you know what i'm saying and that could be all types of what do you call it? Psychology and um, mental illness and all types of trauma, Stockholm syndrome, all that. But fuck, she's a grown woman. And until the government and the cops step in and be like, yo, fuck this, this can't happen. Yo, we got to let our Kelly be, man. Like the mute him, even DuVernay, all these people coming at him, stopping his pockets. I just, we, we have to be fair, man. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. We have to be fair, especially with the situation like Michael Jackson. We're still able to eat. People still love them. I guess we just got to wait till Kells is guilty, man. That's all I can say about that. Like, the Lifetime movie is going to be a complete joke. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel bad for the victims because all this shit does is just make them keep getting talked about and not, nothing gets done. No compensation, no justice, nothing. So it's going to get to that time, man, where... He's going to slip up, and then just like Bill Cosby, man, everybody has their day, man. So you got to move right out here because everybody has their day. Um, Yeah, that's that's it with Kelly. You're probably not going to hear me talk about R. Kelly on this podcast until a guilty verdict has come out or he says something crazy to the effects of what, what he's been doing. Oh, uh, man. But on another note, man, um, I want to talk about this documentary. It's, it's, it's a documentary called The Carter Effect. It's on Netflix. It was released, I believe, during the time when All Star Weekend was was in Canada. Or was it released at? It was released at last year's Toronto Film Festival. Yeah, it was re- released last year's Toronto Film Festival. Um, I remember Drake, LeBron, all came down to to premiere it because you know LeBron has this network called Undisputed, not Undisputed, um, Uninterrupted. So they're the one that put it together. And I just want to say, anybody from Toronto that would that grew up that that lived in Toronto during the early 2000s from from the late 90s 98 to 2004 2005 I think 2004 is when Vince got traded should watch this documentary and even if you didn't live through that or you you should just watch it man and understand what it you know, it, it just gives you a great feeling man I love it, it gives you a nostalgic feeling this this documentary is so dope man because it tells a story about Toronto. It tells a story about the Raptors and Vince Carter, but it just tells a bigger story about Toronto because nobody understands, like, unless you're here in Toronto, you don't, like, we have all the things that they have in America. We have all the access. We have everything they get, but we're not in America. And we're, we're one of the biggest cities in the world. But on, on a larger scale, because we're not in America, we're forgotten about. You know what I'm saying? So... This Carter Effect documentary is so dope, man. It it talks about how the Raptors, when they first got their team, and the struggles that they they were going through. First of all, the Raptors, we all know that the Raptors used to play in the Sky Dome, which was the baseball arena. So they were so far from the court. There's like it, it sees so many people. People are sitting all the way up in the nose bleachers. Like you've seen a baseball game, and they can't see the court. Um, a lot of the players didn't want to play here. They drafted Damon Studemeyer. He didn't want to be here. The team was no good. They were losing. Um, 
Also, we had two teams in Canada. Obviously, we had the Vancouver Grizzlies. They didn't they didn't make it. But it's just a dope documentary to see, man, because Tracy McGrady's in it, Charles Oakley's in it. It talks about the Raptors um, drafting Tracy McGrady out of high school and how he he had to adjust and then finding out that him and Vince were cousins. And then when once the Raptors drafted Vince, how they knew that this was the type of player they needed to bring basketball awareness to Canada and to make the game grow, man. And today... As I'm 26 years old, man, basketball is my favorite sport. I lived in England for the first six, seven years of my life. So when I came here, all I cared about was soccer. I watched basketball and stuff, but it wasn't that that deep. But the Vince Carter years were something special for any kid in Toronto, man. I had the and ones, the blue and white ones, with the the blue on the suede, blue suede on the side, and the other white half is white, man. Like. I had those because Vince had those. I had the shocks because Vince had those. Um, there was just so many things that he did to to make you want to just play basketball and just grow the game, man. I think that documentary is so, so good, man. And I know we never won a championship, but uh, I feel like besides his jersey being retired, Vince needs something else, man. He needs something. I don't know if he should get a statue because I know that's for champions, but he really did something for Toronto and, and the game, man, and... It's a, such a dope documentary to see. And I never knew that Vince got pushed out. You know what I'm saying? I always believed the rumors that Vince wanted out. He was There was always a story about Vince was telling the plays to the other team. You know what I mean? And he didn't want to be here. But that's not the truth. He wanted to be here. He talks about him. His mother talks about how his first three, four years coming to Toronto and being booed and being, you know what I mean, people saying all these things to him, it hurt him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy, man. Vince Vince did some legendary shit in Toronto. As far as nightclubs in Toronto, he oh, he, he partnered up with somebody and opened up a nightclub in Toronto, and he broke barriers in Toronto before Vince was here. In nightclubs, you couldn't buy bottles; you would only get cups. And you know what I mean? You get a shot, and he changed that. He was like, in America, you buy the whole bottle, and they went against the liquor board in Canada, and then. They they found a way to sell bottles in, in in Canada, and so all you niggas popping bottles at the club, you'd have to be going right back to the bar if it wasn't for Vince. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just want to say shout out to Vince Carter, man. I never lost love for him because it's exactly when I moved to New Jersey, Vince came to New Jersey Nets. So me and him still linked up. We were still good. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely want to say everybody, please watch the Carter Effect, man. I watched it twice. It. That feeling you get is that when you watch it, 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 it's it's amazing, man, because it just brings me back to being a kid and remembering like those that feeling you get when you used to watch basketball. Antonio Davis, Alvin Williams, um, Jerome Willi- um, Jerome Williams, like the Raptors. It really used to be a great team. It was something special, man. So shout to shout to Vince, shout to everybody that put that together, man. And I hope basketball continues to grow in Canada and we continue to show the world what what who we are and what we're doing, man. And and Vince, man, I just want to say shout out to Vince one more time because if he didn't do what he did, I don't know where we'd be. I don't know if we would have a Drake right now because Drake's taking Canada and Toronto to newer heights. But before Drake, it was only Vince Carter. That's the only... When I moved to to New Jersey, that's, that's what they knew me for, the Raptors. They knew me for Vince Carter. You know what I'm saying? So without Vince, I really don't know how confident and how bold Canadians would be to even approach certain things crossing the border, you know what I mean? So shout out to, to to Vince Carter, you know what I mean? Soon we'll have the Drake effect, you know what I mean, in like 10 years because Drake definitely put Toronto on the map. Uh, but speaking of Toronto, speaking of the Raptors, man, like I said earlier, it's a sad time to be in Toronto. Uh, it's two days after the Raptors have been eliminated and and you still, you still feel it. I still go on Twitter, I still see... People tweeting about it. Shout out to my boy William, um, Lou William Lou. <laughs> I seen a tweet like a couple hours ago. Um, all, all, he's like, "Can you imagine putting up an effort in an elimination game?" <laughs> like people are still hurt, man, because this was the year that the rat. Like this was, I lost a bet. You know, what I mean, betting against the Raptors, and the Raptors proved me wrong, winning the the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They did something they've never done, you know what I mean, which was amazing. They got a banner. They won the whole conference. Um, best record they ever had. Um, best bench they, they've ever had. I think this might even be the best team season-wise that they ever had and still came up short. 
Um, it, it's 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 very sad, man. It's very sad to see the Raptors have to go out like that. A sweep was a sweep. I was on this podcast saying that the Raptors were going to win that series. Did I believe it a hundred percent? No, but seventy five percent of me believed it because of what I saw the Cavs and how I saw the Cavs play against Indiana Pacers. That that's what gave me that confidence. All year I've been watching basketball, and and my whole narrative was individual basketball is over. Like you can't do it without a team effort. And all year the Raptors have been a, a solid team, a twelve man roster, a team that they move the ball, they play defense, they shoot threes and hit threes, and it just it was just it. This series was just it was just. It was literally surprising, puzzling to watch to see them get outplayed because the Cavs were so shit. That's what I didn't understand. Like, the Cavs were so shit all season. All season, the Cavs were shit. We've been, we been making jokes on the Cavs. We've been making fun of the Cavs. And they just, they really found themselves against the Raptors, the, the number one team in the East. It, it was... It's it's I'm sure that Messiah Jerry right now and Dwayne Casey are still thinking about it and mind boggled. You know what I'm saying? But where do the Raptors go from here? Because there's two things, there's two ways you can look at it. You can look at it that we we ran into the best player ever, you know what I mean, which I you can't argue that LeBron is, and that's the reason why we can't win. Okay. Or you can look at it as we just don't have the right team. Yeah, we played, we were great all season, but that's because Kyrie Irving wasn't on the Boston Celtics and neither was Gordon Hayward. That's because Joel Embiid and all these other guys, there were so many injuries. The Cavs were all over the place. Um, I, I had this argument all season. It, it's crazy because when the Raptors were winning, DeMar DeRozan's a superstar. DeMar's a superstar. DeMar's better than Paul George. DeMar's better than... Kyrie Irving, DeMar is better than all these guys. And I love DeMar DeRozan, but I, would, I was never the guy to put that label on him. I think he deserves his money. He's, he's loyal. He, he's done a lot for the franchise. He's, he's a great player, but he's not a superstar. And, what I, I, and I, I always preach that superstar thing because until, and I'm going to keep saying this so everybody who's heartbroken will understand what I've been saying, until the Raptors get a superstar, this is not going to work. I look at that team, and I see nobody who can who can go and get you forty points. Nobody who who's not afraid of the other guy on the other, on the superstars aren't afraid of the other guy on the, on the other court on the other side of the court because they know regardless of what he's gonna do, I'm gonna get mine and I'm gonna keep my team in the game. As long as my teammates are playing well, there's a chance. And that's what the Raptors don't have. They have a solid team, a great team, but they don't have a superstar, man. And I don't know how they're gonna get one. I don't know what they got to do, but they need one. And that's what the city needs to elevate this basketball team and take them to the right heights and the right things. And it's Fred, like it's, there's a lot going on right now. I think this is Lowry's last year coming up. Fred Van Fleet, somebody's going to, he's a restricted free agent, I believe. Somebody's going to throw him the money. Uh, Ibaka's dropped, stock has dropped immensely. Like eh, he, he was a shell of himself in the playoffs. Uh, and now we're hearing t- like, some fans are are calling for firing of Dwayne Casey, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Dwayne Casey should be fired because he, like I said, he's taking the Raptors to 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 newer heights. He changed the culture around. He's made them a better team, and he doesn't have the personnel to actually get the results done. So I think he should stay. I think Lowry should go. I don't know who should go, but the team should be blown up. I believe that the Raptors need a new point guard. I feel like the young players we have are on the come up. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Darrell Wright, those Joel Porto, I mean Yaka Porto, those are the guys that you need to keep. But now you got to blow it up, keep Demar, and find out what you can do. I don't know what you can get for Lowry and Ibaka, but you got to bring in some new, some new talent, man, and 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 not break it up, but revamp the team and and retool it because next year, like next year, what happened this year is not going to happen next year. Like Philly's coming. Boston's going to be back healthy. Um, Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee's ugh. But the Pacers, they got this newfound confidence that they got Victor Oladipo feeling himself. They're, they're going to they're gonna believe in themselves. They're going to be looking at the Raptors like, yo, we're better than that team. We didn't get swept. Um, so it's like they're not going to be a top three team in, in the East anymore. So 
this was the real this was the year the make or break year this was the ceiling for the raptors and, and we saw the ceiling the ceiling is a sweep to the to, to the Cavs. and if we talk in postseason the raptors are nine are oh and nine against the Cavs in the postseason in the last two three playoffs oh and nine that's just demoralizing that's just they're inferior man they're inferior man so i'm just gonna say that uh, i don't know where the raptors go from here i really don't know like this is as much as it was the greatest season, they they came up empty. They like to get swept is disgusting. To be honest, that's embarrassing. That's just disgusting. LeBron didn't even have to come back to Toronto again. You know what I'm saying? Um, it even it even got to the point where LeBron's son went under Drake's IG comments and was like, "Your season's ending tonight." <laughs> like Bronny, you know, Bronny said, "Your season's ending tonight," and and Drake hit him with a slick comeback where he kind of denounced himself from the Raptors and he was like. Nah, bro. Nah, Junior. My, my my season starts in June when his album drops. But nigga, you your season. You part of the team too, Drake. You part of the global bat. You the global global ambassador. You rep the six. You rep Toronto. This is your team. They rock OVO jerseys. You know what I mean. So your season ended too. But um, yeah, man. Like I'm proud of the Raptors. Everything they did, man. I'm really proud of them. But it, I, I'm kind of just disgusted because a sweep a sweep is a sweep just shows no pride, no effort. Especially when the Cavs were not clicking. Like, that is just what bothers me. Um, but, yeah, so shout out to the Cavs for, for making it to the conference finals again. Something that I didn't think was possible. I also didn't think that they would make it to the finals, but I'm starting to change my mind about that. Um, let's talk about the Cavs now. That boy LeBron is something special. He, I love Kobe Bryant, man, but I'm each and every day, like... You know what you know what it is when Kobe was playing and LeBron was playing I would never say LeBron's better than Kobe because Kobe's not playing no more and I don't have anything to to see and, and um to refer to it's it's looking crazy LeBron really is he, he I, I it's hard to say but I I think LeBron may be the best player ever over Kobe Bryant because what he did, like, just working with the scraps he was given. Mama made miracles every Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's dear mama, child to Tupac. But LeBron really was working with scraps, and he's making Thanksgiving meals out here. He's feeding the family out of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Dan Gilbert needs to call this man to his office and give this man 50% of the team at least. Because without LeBron, the team is shit. The team is nothing. Um, I want to give credit to Tyron Lue because... Oh, he's a pretty good coach, man. I, what he realized is all the players we got through the trade are shit. Jordan Clarkson shit, Rodney Hood shit. Um, George Hill's decent. George Hill's decent. Um, but those two plays, so basically, he just basically kind of made it like a six-man rotation, six, seven-mans. J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, LeBron James, George Hill, and Kyle Korver, like those are the main guys, and Jeff Green, those are the guys he relied on, and they're veterans and they're they're proven players, and they got the job done against the Raptors. So I don't know what's what, what's the fate of their team. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna that's gonna be the move to to use only like a seven man roster against Philly or the or the Celtics, which I feel the Celtics should win the game tonight. Um, I expect that it should be the Boston Celtics versus the Cavs on Wednesday. I could be wrong about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the, the Sixers have the talent to get it done, but I'm just not going to say Brad Stevens is going to lose three games. Like, that type of coaching. And and another thing the Raptors don't have is what the Celtics have. The Celtics have niggas, dogs, people that have people that have been through tough times and hard. You need people who aren't afraid of the moment. You need people who've been through situations where their backs have been against the wall. You think Marcus Smart cares about who's on the court? He's had real-life situations. He's tough. He has heart. Terry Rozier, tough. He has heart. Al Horford, Puerto Rican, tough, has heart. You know what I'm saying? You got to have players that, that have that in them. I, and that's, those are players that I look for. I love players with, with belief and confidence. You know what I'm saying? Kobe had that. Kyrie has that. You got to have that, man. Like You, you got to have that dog in you. You got to have that fight. You can't be afraid. Like Ibaka has that fight in him. You know what I mean? But... He really just be looking for a fight. Like 
You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't know, man. I can't call the Philly and the Boston series. I'd prefer to see the 76ers versus the Cavs because I would think it would make a better series, even though I can't, I can't even guarantee it would make a better series because of how good LeBron is. Um, but I think that would make a more entertaining series. But overall, man, I just got to say the Cavs, if, I don't know if it's the Cavs or if it's LeBron, man, but what they did to the Raptors, that was special. That was, that was impressive. And, in the, and during the last, during game four, when they were about to sweep the Raptors, um, the Cavs were up 35, I think 25 points at the time. And Tyron Lue asked Rodney Hood to get in the game, man, and play those garbage minutes. It wasn't really garbage minutes, to be honest. It was seven minutes left. And he said no, like he was like, I'm not playing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing for scraps. And uh, you know, Kendrick Perkins and all the other guys got around him and tried to get him to get on the court, and he just said he's not playing. So I don't know if he's going to be suspended, but that's what the NBA is saying that he may be suspended. I think that I think I I get where Rodney Hood's coming from, but he's wrong. You know what I'm saying? He was once a starter on Utah. He's like a veteran in the league. He's probably been in the league four to five years. He's not a He's been playing like a bum. I, I call him a bum, but he's not a bum. He's not a scrub. He's not in this league, going to the D League and getting called up. He's a decent player. So I, I know he's looking at it like, yo, this is not what I signed up for. I'm not going to be that guy that you guys just throw in the game and in a playoff game. We're about to sweep these guys, and I'm not needed. So I hear where he's coming from, but as a team player, as a young guy, and as somebody who, who's especially not even playing well right now, you should get in the game. So I feel like that's an insult to his team, and it's disrespectful to the game, like to actually cause that type of confusion and friction while the game's going on. Because when you do that, you can stop Larry Nance from going in. You can stop Jordan Clarkson from going in. Because if you don't go in, everybody else that's going in is like, am I a bum for going in now? You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that I think that's he should be disciplined, and he should apologize. Like there, there's no reason for that. You know what I'm saying? Because you've been playing like a bum anyways. You wouldn't be in that situation. The, the coach is trying to get you to get your rhythm together and find some shots, you know what I mean, and put some points on the board, and, and you didn't want to do that. So I think I think Rodney Hood, he, was, he, he fucked up on that one. You, and you don't do that to Bron. You don't do that to Bron. LeBron, remember that shit. He's going to put a word out, you know what I mean? In the free agency, he's going to put that word out. Niggas don't want to be your teammates after that. Um, the Pelicans and the Jazz have both been eliminated um, in a five-game series. Yo, I'll, I'm going to say this, man. The Pelicans are a really good fucking team. But they ran into... It's the same situation for, for the Raptors, but the Pelicans got three great players. I mean, the Warriors got three great players. I'll say two. And, and KD and Steph and then Clay and Draymond. The Cavs don't have a good team, so the Raptors kind of got no excuse, at least not to get swept. Pelicans still got a game on them. But, I, like I said, a couple weeks ago, when the Pelicans were winning and bossing the, the Trailblazers' ass, the Pelicans started to feel themselves and offered Boogie Cousins a deal that was not a max and was a low offer. They need to reevaluate that deal and offer Boogie Cousins exactly what he's asking for and keep him because you're good with... with Rondo, Drew Holiday, and Anthony Davis, and Miritich, which is, Miritich is really good, to be honest, but you're going to need that extra talent, man, and in the West, I don't see who else you can have when you have Cousins right there. I don't know who else you're going to bring to New Orleans to, to help retool your team, especially when Anthony Davis has one more year on his contract. You better sign Boogie Cousins, because when you guys have Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis, nobody can fuck with you, and now you found something with Holiday and, and Rondo, and plus you have Miritich. I think I think that if they get Boogie Cousins, the, the, the future is very bright for the Pelicans. You don't have to play so many minutes for AD, um, especially because, you know, he gets injuries. You, you, you'll be deep, and you'll have a lot of options and a lot of depth. So I definitely, I definitely like that if they can, they can retool there. Um, the Jazz, the Jazz are impressive, man. Donovan Mitchell, he's, he might be better than DeMar DeRozan at this point of his career. And I'm not, and, and and I know that sounds disrespectful, but I'm just saying, a player who can get his own shot, create off the dribble, create for others. There's a there's a there's levels to this shit, man. There's levels to this shit. There's differences. There's differences in, in players. 
Um, DeMar DeRozan cannot do that. Donovan Mitchell can. He's playing against the number one team in the Eastern, in the Western Conference, and every night he's showing up. Every night he's showing up. His teammates, the t- they, they were just, they played a better team. His teammates showed up. Engel showed up. Um, Rudy Gobert showed up. Ricky Rubio wasn't even there. Like, they were being competitive. And, and the game that they got, they lost yesterday, Donovan Mitchell was balling his ass off. Nobody could hold him. Nobody could guard him. He was balling. And that's the difference. Um, I know rookie of the year is a season thing, but I guarantee you, like, I'm 75% sure that they're going to share this award because there's no way you can see what Donovan Mitchell has done during these playoffs and even last season and not give him the rookie of the year. Um, Ben Simmons probably had a better season, rookie season, than Donovan Mitchell, but it's hard to forget what the playoffs and what you saw in the playoffs. So I think they're going to share that award, man. Donovan Mitchell is something special, and I feel like like, he was like a number... 13, number seventh pick in the draft, something like that. Raptors got to try to trade up and get a pick and, and find some talent in the draft, man. Ananobi's great, but I'm talking about find some real, find a steal. You need to find a steal that's a superstar. Without a superstar, the Raptors are stuck in the same, same position. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be the Warriors and the Rockets. I'm excited for that because I want the, the hater in me wants the Rockets to win. The knowledgeable and basketball fan in me knows the, the Warriors are going to win because I want the Rockets to win because I want to see. I wasn't happy about KD going to the Warriors. I felt that made it too easy on the league. Um, I don't think the Rockets have enough to beat them. I would love for them to beat them so that the league can be retooled and reshaped because if the Warriors lose, that's when they start scrambling and try to make things happen and maybe KD might leave. You know what I'm saying? So... I want things to, to to change in the league, so that's why I want the Rockets to win. Also, if the Rockets win, it will be a more competitive finals if the Cavs get there. I'm not going to bet against LeBron James, against Chris Paul, and James Harden. If they get to the finals, they're going to have to show me that they can beat the Cavs. Even though the Cavs are shit, they're going to have to show me that because I'm not betting against LeBron. Like I'm not betting against LeBron at all. Um, but I'm definitely going to bet against the Rockets. So anybody wants to take a bet with me in that Rockets Warriors series, I'm here to take bets, man, because I think the Warriors are going to show them exactly who they are. Um, Draymond Green, even he was saying in the press conference that all year that we've heard that they, this team was built to beat us. So let's play ball. You know what I mean? And I'm, that's going to be an exciting series. I, I want it to be a long series, like a seven game series. I want it to be a competitive series, but I truly believe that, Kevin Durant is going to take over that whole series. And 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 also, Chris Paul's never had a good series against Steph, Steph Curry. So we're going to see, man. I'm really excited about that series. This, These are two heavyweights, James Harden versus KD, Steph versus Chris Paul. Um, and then, like, the supplementary players, you know what I mean? Eric Gordon is not as good as Klay Thompson, but they have a, a, a team and a system that's been working. They also have home court advantage. So all the Rockets really need to do is steal one and go to state and try and try to try to make it happen from there. So I'm hoping they can win so that KD doesn't does something else and like, you know what, I'm out of here. Or Clay leaves, or you know, just get the Warriors in, in in a place where they're uncomfortable. They've been too comfortable these last four years. So I would love to see something like that happen. Um yeah, man, I'm looking at my phone right now and what do I see? I want to say a big congratulations, man, to Dwayne Casey. The new and reigning NBA coach of the year. That yo, man, that's a big feat. I, like, yo, he changed the whole system around from the pounding of the rock to to shooting three pointers to making the team offensive and having a better bench, playing Kyle his less minutes. And yo, he did something that the city's never seen before. Um, he's a tough coach. He's like I I love his mentality. He's not he's he's not afraid of nobody. Um, he's not afraid to talk to the media when when he feels that the refs are being being bitches and shit. Like I fuck with Dwayne Casey, man. So shout out to him for winning Coach of the Year. I honestly hope he doesn't get fired because I don't know who they can replace him with. Um, it's been a it's been a good run for him here, man. And he got ex- extension. I it, it's sad because what you feel in the air is that he won't be here next year. But he's it's well deserved. Um. I don't know. Yo, if he leaves Toronto, I don't know where he'd, he'd be a coach again. He has to get that because he has a whole philosophy and he'd have to change his things around. So I don't know, man. I really hope he stays here. I hope he gets better personnel. Um, Yeah, man, like I, I'm, I'm happy for him. But 
It wouldn't be the first time that a coach of the year gets fired. It happened to Sam Mitchell. He won coach of the year and he was out. So that happened when he was with Toronto, actually. So um, I don't know, man. We can't we can't call it. But um, I hope he can take this award and and feel proud of it and happy with it. Because when you get swept, I'm sure that feeling never leaves you. So that's that's the that's the real hard part of the situation. Because they used to give these awards earlier, you know what I'm saying? So now he won this award, and all you can think about and look at this award is think about the season that you guys had and and how it ended. You know what I'm saying? So, man, congrats once again to Dwayne Casey, and shout out to the Raptors, man. What what you guys did this season was great. Hopefully they can bounce back and figure it all out. I trust the Masai. But it's just that the East is so tough right now and there's so many things, so many teams that are looking forward to the future and looking like they're going to be a problem. So shout out to um, the Raptors, shout out to Dwayne Casey. Uh, I'm about to get up out of here. Man, I just want to say, man, to everybody listening, if you made it this far and you're literally listening right now, I just want to say I appreciate you. Stay safe, stay blessed. Always live for you, man. This world is full of people that, that want the worst for you, you know what I'm saying? Make decisions for you, and and whether or not it turns out good, live with it and move on. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's your boy E. It's too real. If you want to be a, also, I'm looking. I'm gonna keep it hunted. I'm looking for a co-host. You know what I'm saying? I've been act, I've been talking to a few people. You know what I mean, I'm looking for somebody who's on the same wavelength as me. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who's honest. Somebody who who's not gonna be scared to say. Anything they want to say, somebody who's not a dick rider, you know what I mean? A couple people I spoke to, a little, ugh, you know what I'm saying? But we we working. So if you know anybody you feel that could, if you've been listening to the show and you know somebody you feel that can can contribute to the show, holler at your boy, man. Um, email itch2real, the podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's your boy East, it's too real. God bless.